Hey, how's it going? It's good. How about you? Uh, it's been a while. You know, it's been a while. Why has it been a while? Well, last week we did the show early, and this week we're doing it late. And huh. uh, there's so, no, there's so what no are we going to do next week? Not do one. Huh? That'd be cool. Or do it on Friday. Oh, I think that's more At likely. Six thirty. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, that's not likely. What? Six thirty? Never. <laughs> not with you here. Nine nineteen, man. Nineteen. Nine nineteen. Irrelevant. I mean, immaterial. This is At The Nexus, episode 90. Does he get to keep Skype? On Sunday, August 25th, 2013. And now, it's been 19 years, you swine. This episode of At The Nexus is hosted by Ryan Rampersad with co-host Matt Spetcha. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so how's it going? Uh, you know, it's been uh, really great. Uh, Death. Helicopter. <laughs> chopper plane. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, well, you know, it's been great. I had a long and busy week. Um, my aunt came to visit us, and... So instead of being here in the studio working continuously on a CMS and such things, I was busy entertaining and going around uh, cities and taking pictures of various things. Yeah. Did you see all the aerial advertisements this week? I, you know, I haven't been here. I have been oh. elsewhere. Well, so. they've been flying all over town. Uh, I'm pretty far away from that location. Well, I'm like where this location is, you can see the state fairgrounds from here. Yeah. And these planes have just been flying around day and night, and they're very, very loud. And they have those, like, banners that you can't read unless you turn your head upside down or something. Well, I mean, it's designed so you look, if you're in the fairgrounds, you can read it. Yeah, if you're well, outside and, you know, poor, you can't. Oh, uh, guess where I am? In Roseville, so you're... No, 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 North St. Paul is where I was. Now I am in St. Paul now, so, mm. Yeah. You know, uh, my mom went to the fair, actually. Oh. She, she went Friday. So she was going to take her mother, uh, but uh, the mother just got back from vacation oh. and was too tired. Was that the vacation they took together? Yes. Oh, okay. So it was. Uh, now, keep in mind that what the grandmother did on vacation was sit in the hotel room and sit and watch QVC. So how does one get tired from doing that? I don't really know, but so she was too tired to go to the fair. Uh, so my mom went and she had fun. She brought, she brought me and the dog many donuts. Those are good. Yeah. Beg for each of us. <laughs> Your dog is dead then. <laughs> oh, it's alive. That's, uh, that's an impressive feat. <laughs> Didn't eat them all at once. Yeah, so how about you? What'd you do this week? Oh man, I'm loving it. Uh, work rush. Um, work rush? Are there, work rush! Are there people coming into the store to buy things? In like long streams. Man. Wow, I'm impressed. Yeah, like lots of them. And um, so, not the, this week coming up, but the week after, we're extending store hours, and hopefully I'll what get... What is it extended to? Uh, 8 a.m. 8 a. to 8 p.m. Okay, that's So, that's good. a huge window for the, all the grepping greeps to get in there and get grepping the Grepping greeps. Really? People. Oh, I also um, I had a meeting, and so I'm not a temporary employee anymore. Like, oh. I, I stated this, but now I finally know what I am. What are you? I'm not a clerk at a bookstore. Uh-huh. I'm a college outfitter. Oh. I am a college outfitter. Does it sound believable if I say it twice? No, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. That's why I had to say it. Either way, so that's my job now. Um, I um, actually just pretty much move boxes that other people can't move. It's nice. If that's all you're good for, I hope they well, don't replace the, you. The, they, weigh, they weigh 65 pounds, and some of the employees the weigh 60. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, so, I mean, it's great. I sit in the back room. It's air-conditioned. I have to go outside where it's hot. To pick up, because we, when UPS guy comes, there's 40 boxes on it, and then we get freights from other people mm -hmm. and other shipping people. You so know, your, we get a lot of books. Your store looks really small, but it must, like, your, your underground area must be large. It's the same size as the store. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So imagine right. that. Mm -hmm. But, uh, no, so I've been, I get the books off the truck, 
Nobody else can move them, so I get job security. Then I stack them because I, I'm the one who organized you know, the shelves. Your job so. security shouldn't be based solely on your ability to move books. It should be based on your ability to do great work, such as selling things and, you know. Okay, so we kind of don't have to worry about that. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because we got them in a deadlock. Because it's a scam in all directions. Organic chemistry, $380. We're the only, it's printed by the Hanlon professor guys, so they can't get it anywhere else. And yeah, if we do, yeah. uh, we'd say you're the one person of 400 students that avoided this death trap. I don't know if you'd really say that, but I... I we congratulate know. them. Cool. Well, yeah, you do. Congratulations. You're the only one who's smart enough, had a four-year university that cost $45,000 to attend. Per year. Your fifth year's free. You buy oh, four, right. you get the fifth free. You know, if I was, you didn't fail a single class, I was somewhere. Where was I? Uh, we were at a little gift shop in uh, Stillwater, and my dad saw some um, fish salt and pepper shakers. Like they were shaped like a dolphin oh, and like a, a fish, like cool. a trout or a tuna or something. I know he likes fish because you got the dolphin, yeah, the you know mirroring, the, yeah. The mirror um, so he bought one, and then they said, you know, it's six ninety nine, and you get if you buy one, you get one free, and it's like, oh well. So then he bought another set. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's awesome. So what else do you do? Uh, you know, um, so my aunt was here, and she has an iPhone, and so I, I asked her about the iPhone, and so uh, I can tell you about that. you want to hear about that? I want to hear about that. So I asked her about her iPhone, and she says that she really likes it and it takes great pictures. So then I looked at some of the pictures, and you know that old, old purple hue issue that the you iPhone... You take a picture of the sun, yeah. Or, or any any light source? Turns out it's actually real. I didn't believe anyone. I thought everybody was just making it up, and everybody just had a defective product. It turns out it's just a universal thing. Um, and so I, I held it. It's extremely light, lighter than my Nexus 4, lighter than everything I've ever held as a phone anyway. It's pretty light. You know, for being the size that it is, it's pretty light. Um, it's, it's very different than the, you know, the iPhone 4 that was impossibly heavy for its small size. I think I'd like that better. Yeah, I, I always thought I would like that better too, and I agree, I do like that like better. You put it in a pocket, it's and in you your can pocket. feel it. Mm-hmm. And when you hold it, you can feel it. It's not heavy enough to make you tired in any way, so that's not a problem. Yeah. Um, so then she showed me all of her apps, and so, man, I don't know how people on iOS live, because there are so many apps that you want to have, but you don't use frequently, and by having them all listed in grids that you cannot, like, ha- yep. sort, it's insane, and I don't know how anyone's alive. So how many folders do you think she had? She had six home screens. Or, you know, uh, like, how many folders do you think she had? Well, she has six home screens and none. That's right. And so I told her, you know, you can make folders. And she's like, really? How? That's like, <sighs> yeah. So apparently Apple doesn't do a good job at explaining folders to anyone. And so she said that, you know, it happened by accident once and I thought I broke it. And it's like, no, that that's a feature. Uh, she also was told by the Rogers, you know, sales guy, I guess, mm-hmm. that, you know, the app tray, right? So the thing yeah, that yeah. you, you double press to open the little app switcher and then you can close the apps or just switch to them. Well, she thought that they were running in the background when that they're in there and they're not. They're, they're just, they're suspended and the only memory that they consume is to know that they were there. I still feel that my old Twitter client killed it. Like when I closed it, my, it ran better. Like, I think there's some unsandboxed bug. This is the iPad 2. It's oh, just, well, that's ancient. Yeah. Yeah, well. Um, in but the no, mo- that, I, I had to do that with the iPad 2. iPad 4, I don't. In the modern world, those apps don't run. Now, in iOS 7, that changes a little bit because there's new background services support. But my new, it wouldn't really mess up. No, like you no. You have a million things running. So one, one of the things that the iPad, uh, iOS 7 does is it will throttle things. So if you have low connectivity, 
you get less updates pushed to your app. Or, you know, it, it allows it to use some processor time and some connectivity time, and it batches those updates. So if eight apps need to get some connectivity, it'll do that all at once instead of doing one each over, like, an hour instead of, like, just two minutes. That's cool. Um, so iOS 7 takes care of that. But it's funny that people still believe that the things in the tray are running just like things in the test floor or in the dock are still running. Um, yeah. on, on Android, there's nothing like the app switcher like that. Like, things... Nobody uses apps which on Android, first of all. Nobody on iOS does that either, so I don't really know. Um, so then she was asking about the iPad mini and what to get, and she, she said, are you going to try to convince me to get the large iPad, the big one? And it's like, no, don't do that. I like the large one. I mean, I like the large one too, but it's too expensive. It's I've been using it every night now. Four ninety nine. that's expensive, and she already has a computer, so mm. why bother? Yeah. Yeah. But it was fun to uh, play with an iPhone. You see, I hate the iPhone. I'm, so the guy at the store has one, like one of the new temporary people that's from corporate. From and corporate. Yeah. That's funny. Well, he's here to help us real quick and then leave oh. and say, you're doing a good job. That's good. But every three seconds, because he's a guy from corporate, I hear this, Tung! Oh, okay. like the rocket ship sending oh. off. Like, you know, the, oh, like mail sent? <laughs> okay, yeah. So all he, he has it on max volume and the store is quiet in the back and all of a sudden, and it's all over, and it's crazy. Yeah. No, but my vacation went real well last week. Um, after, right after we did the show, I uh, went home, and I packed up and headed north. And, oh, you're going to... Yeah, that crap. There was inaudible in that, uh, in that audio stream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seems that way. But no, I caught some fish. Um, That's right, you went on vacation, off. too. But when was that? Uh, last Friday. Oh. Because we did the show Thursday. Right. Yeah, so got lots of fish. Haven't eaten any of them yet. Mm. Um, you know, if I do that, if, do you want fish? No, you know, I don't. don't I don't. Fish. I don't eat Sam, fish. Sam, Sam, doesn't live, so he doesn't eat. Um, <laughs> maybe it's the other way around. No, it's not. Mm. Yeah, but no, you I had shop. a great time. Oh, <laughs> dude, don't think about it. It hurts. <laughs> well, so I um, also uh, so you went fishing. So where where did you go for that? Uh, Eagle Lake in Crow Wing County. Is that far? Uh, it's about three hours trip. Mm, that's not too bad. Well, it's great. And so I'm gonna, I'm staking out some hunting grounds. Good. Cause. I hear you have a bow. I, I do have a bow now. Mm-hmm. And, um. Any better with that yet? Eh, I could probably throw some more money at it and maybe I'll get better. <laughs> uh huh. So, um, I bought these, uh, spider broadheads, which I know I've talked about several times on the show. Even though they're not like a spider in, 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 at all. You are correct in that. But uh, they're not prime eligible anymore. Oh and darn! Fifteen dollars. That's crazy. Yeah. What happened to them? Well, see, bow hunting starts in three weeks, oh. and so I'm guessing they were they wanted you know, their money. Everyone bought it. Yeah. Because they they said um, more coming soon, mm-hmm. and just phew, gone. Mm. They're not even listed anymore. Yeah. How many do you have left? Well, I got the three. Good. And I only really need one. Good one. Well, uh, I don't think I could. So if I shoot, so two deer walking in the woods, I shoot the one, and by that time when its friend is bleeding on the ground, I think the other one's going to run before I can go to my back, draw an arrow, re-aim, and, you know, fire. Oh, you're right. It's running. It's, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Just one arrow's good. Mm-hmm. That's all I really need. That's good. And uh I, I can always find a way to burn more money later mm-hmm. in the next year. So what, what happened to your beard? Because did you do that over vacation? <sighs> I did that yesterday. Why would you do this? So, my beard stopped growing. I had to say it. I mean, the beard was my pride and joy of my life. So, if that's true, why would you cut it? 
I want a bigger one. I want to be more joyful and bountiful in my uh, life. Uh huh. So I'm joyful and bountiful. It's more of a like, Taliban style. <laughs> I'm thinking more like you know ancient dwarven, like joyful dwarves. Uh, but uh, your Taliban isn't, isn't no. what I'm going for. Yeah, well, but so today I was at church, and I've been going there for 19 years. Oh, uh, how sad! I like it there. Well, I, increasingly I like it less. I understand. Um, but so, do you know McAllister? It's a co- little college nearby oh, yeah, where my course. church is. Yeah, I know McAllister. Well, there are these seven girls that are all like 20, 21, all giggly, weird, and messed up, but they're cute and everything else. And so they've been coming for a few weeks, and so oh, two months now, and I've gone to church a few times. Um, I've missed quite a few, too. Um, so we always have greeting times. So I always go talk to the, the few people like like Mr. Larson and all these other people, and they all have cool beards and stuff. And um, one of the people come running up to me like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. I'm glad you came to Bethel. I'm like, yes, I came to the church I've been coming to. Yes. I'm like, oh, how long have you been coming here? I'm like, 19 years, you swine. And then she's like, oh, that's so long. And then she just keeps on talking to me. But the thing is, I talked to her like the day, like I tried to talk to her when I had the beard and she wouldn't even look at me. So uh, you're telling me that you did this because nobody would talk to you with the beard. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. I had girls talk to me. Well, but that's fair see, fair reasoning then. But they were problematic. That's what you say about all of them. See, the beard worked as a filter. I can see how a beard the, wo- <laughs> the beard would work as a filter. It is designed then to do that. Yeah, yes. so it's going to come back thicker and better, and hopefully I don't have to deal with that crap again. Mm-hmm. I've seen this person a million times, like four times, and yes, I was I was shaking hands to the person next to him, saying hi, and then she turned back and like ran. And now I cut the beard, new person, and they talk to me. Well, they have issues. I I don't like. Them. I don't know about that. I do. So, uh, well, I, I don't know. Lightning? Yeah, you want to do some lightning? Well, do some lines everywhere. Yeah, I know. Okay, I, the line, lightning. Uh, line. Lightning? Lightning. Lightning. Yes. No, lightning. Lightning. Oh, that's how it's done. You know, uh, yeah, I feel like we mentioned this once upon a time, but it has nothing to do with Blackberry, so I think it's a good time to talk about it. What do you think? Let's talk about it. Well, you know, I think it was last week that we mentioned that uh, October 18th was the official release date and that the 17th they would be putting their, uh, their, their, uh, the Microsoft would be putting their new Windows 8.1 you know, downloadable content in the Windows Store. So you could buy it in person or on the website or somewhere on the 18th. Yeah. But if you were lucky enough to already have Windows 8, you could get it early. Well, we now know that they're shipping RTMs to their manufacturers, and that means they're on schedule. Yeah, because their schedule was loose. It just said before September, and, mm-hmm. man, they still had five days. Yeah, well, you know, I'm impressed. I, I also wonder what... uh uh, like how much work this really is for the manufacturers because if I'm sure it's not sending a bunch of discs. If no, I mean how like they don't need to rewrite drivers on a massive scale for this. There's not much that's different. It's very minor. Why is it take if they're releasing this month? Why does it take a month and a half? It's that's easy because they have to you know image the hard drives and do all the other things, then pack them, ship them, and make them sit in some warehouse for thirty days. I feel like that's ridiculous, but. I don't know. People are dumb enough to think that 8.1 is different than 8, and so everyone skips uh, OS. Like, nobody bought Vista. Nobody bought uh, Windows 8. Everybody's going to go buy 8.1. You know, I really wonder if Microsoft, um, closer to the 18th, will come out with that $40 deal or maybe a $50 deal. 
Well, I already have mine, so. I know, but it would be nice to do that, like for that computer and other computers that I have. Yeah, uh, it's, eight it's, is, eight it's is, of money. I know, I know, but eight is good enough now that I don't care anymore. You know, yeah. the eight here was a test. Yeah. Well, people are going to like it more because they can just turn on the computer and go straight to their desktop. You don't get bloated. You know, I don't know where that. I don't know where that setting is. Really? Yeah. Where is it's that? Enabled by default. Oh, is it? I don't think so. Ought to be, or I'll uh, be using walk. You know, the Lumen Blast is not not nice. Not good. Okay. Too bad. So, you know, I fix it. I do know I fix it. At beautiful site. Yeah. Well, they just got their hands and have uploaded the photos of their breakdown of the world's most popular new phone ever to hit the market. Really? The Moto X. Oh, uh, what what do they find in the Moto X? Well, they find that it, um, depending on the color you got, it's uh, the same. a different color. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's very unique and it's very built funny. But no, it's like a standard other phone. Um, it's pretty easy to repair. You can change the screens rather nicely. That's and, good. Um, it's pretty much like every other phone. I mean, it, it, it's not notable in any of its hardware, I agree. Yeah. Um, you know, when you look at the Moto X, it looks really nice, though. Just, yeah. just, just the way they made it. I mean, the the battery is a little funny. How they have the two and, different sets of contacts coming off of it. Yeah, a little bit. It's, it's, I don't know. Motorola did a good job. I mean, looks the, nice. I mean, companies need to pick one or two things. Either allow me to change the battery. You know, just hot swap. Nobody hot swaps <laughs> cell phone batteries. Okay, let me rephrase. Cold swap, but swappable. Okay, or, swappable. Or just have a bulk. Bag sized battery in your phone. This this little tiny twenty one hundred mAh battery is not okay anymore. Yeah, I, I can't deal with it. But no, um, you can do because the one thing that you want to be able to do self service on a phone is change the screen. Right. And you want to be able to buy the screen cheap, which I don't know how much they cost. No, I'm sure it's expensive. Screens. Like as much as the device itself. Yeah. That's bad. Well, it's probably not going to be six hundred dollars because that's how much the phone costs. Speaking of which. Uh, initially, there was only speculation on this. Uh, Leo Laporte always said that there was going to be a play edition of the Moto X, and Guy Kawasaki said that Moto X, I mean Motorola, had no intentions of a developer edition. But it turns out that we have a um, splash page from AT&T, I believe, of a developer edition with an unlocked bootloader of a 32 gigabyte model of a developer edition of the Moto X. How much? Uh, 650, I believe, is the pricing that they're, uh, touting. They say it's coming soon. We don't really know the price, but we assume that it's going to be the same as what they stated earlier. I mean, 629. My mistake. Um, you know, it's not a play edition, so what does that mean? It's, if it's just from AT&T, but it's not from Google Play, that's weird. You know what I mean? Very. Um, so we'll see if that actually changes. This is just a splash page, and it only says coming soon. Doesn't have any other information other than that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, Android 4.3 was released a few weeks ago. Uh, but this week, the Nexus 4 and the Nexus 7 devices had a system update. And it will correct all of the GPS issues and the touch input sensitivity issues. Yeah. Did, so, did you hear about that? Uh, oh, so, we covered that. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, you know, uh, you know our good friend Jim Darwinpole? I, I know the guy. Um, well, he was um, reading the Consumer Reports review of the ne- new Nexus 7, and, and the, the review said that until it gets fixed, you shouldn't buy the new Nexus 7. And that was written three days ago. Do you know when this update was pushed? Mm, today? Three what? days ago. Three days ago. Uh, so I, I just thought it was funny that Jim happened to pick up on a story that was immediately rendered mute. Well. Yeah. Typical Apple blogger propaganda. Just saying. 
Mm-hmm. Hey, you know Google, right? You know, I do know Google, and apparently head-mounted displays are all the rage these days. Is that true? Are you wearing Google Glass right now? I want to wear Google Glass. I, right I, I feel like you might be. Uh, well, did you know that Google bought a patent from Foxconn about that? I heard. I mean, it was a very specific patent, wasn't uh, it? No, no, it wasn't. What, what was it on? Uh, head-mounted displays. That's it. It can't be. That's got a no head-mounted display technology. That's it. That that's what mm. it's on. How much? How much? How much do you think that costs Google? Uh pi billion. Hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, you're probably right. Oh, wait a minute. What was it? Uh, undisclosed. Wait a minute. So Google's not saying, and Foxconn has been conned into telling Con- no one. <laughs> Man, oh. Google sure is foxy. Wow, that is weird. Nobody knows. Huh. Um, that doesn't happen normally. Oh yeah, except that it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're being yeah. sneaky. You know, I don't know if they're really being sneaky. Uh, Google buys, and among other companies, Google buys patents that are, in theory, useful, but not actually. Well, you hear, like, Google spent $20 million buying three, 30, 30 patents from IBM or Well, something. so the fact that Foxconn had the patent in the first place is fishy, but furthermore, there have been head-mounted displays of useless in nature. However, there have been head-mounted displays for literally 20 years. Because um, when I was six, I had this little arcade game that you yeah. put up to your ear. It was a set of goggles. Right. And you tilt it. It's a head-mounted your... display. In yeah. All, you turn your head in and all reality. ship turns right. It's a wireframe game. Right. It's cool. Uh, and I'm sure that there have been other instances of that that go back to the 80s. I'm sure somebody did it somewhere. Even the Virtual Boy, which is in the early 90s, I think was almost head-mounted, right? Mm-hmm. So. That almost was. I don't know. I didn't have, I never saw one, so I don't know. I assumed it was head-mounted. Yeah. Well, I, I just think that even if Google or Foxconn eventually use the patent offensively, it would be immediately, uh, prior art conned. Mm. So, not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, do you know our favorite three corner device on the uh, market is? Is that the thing called, uh, crap, a Kindle? Mm, no, better than a, better. No. <laughs> Significantly worse than a Kindle. Wait, so, an iPad. Nope, four corners, counted them. Darn, um... Counted it before I bought it. Wait, wait, it's, um... The Nook. The, yes, you know the Nooks, the things that uh, Barnes & Noble went bankrupt over? Yeah, pretty much. Um, they the, said that they were going to sell off their technology division because of it? Just because they've lost so much for it and they've been pushing it so hard. Yeah, that. Well, their CEO has said that they are committed to the Nook line, and they're proud to announce that new models are now in development. Oh, my... They I'm have impressed. not abandoned their sinking ship. They will ride it to its grave. You know, and I, I you know, I, I feel bad for Barnes Noble. Um, you know, I, I, I don't buy Kindle books anymore. I very rarely buy books in general. So you just buy paperback books on Amazon. Yeah, I do that. Um, occasionally, if I need a book immediately, so for a class when I went to Central in high school, mm-hmm. I, I didn't like using the Central books. So I'd always buy the plays that we were reading just at Barnes & Noble. And at the time, I didn't have Prime, so I would just go and buy one. Presumably, most people don't do that. You know, if Barnes & Noble offered free shipping for any book that they had in store, I would just buy it from Barnes & Noble. They have free shipping on a lot of books. Yeah, well, that's not good enough. It's not two-day. Yeah, it's seven business days. That's not okay. It should it should book. It should be instantaneous. Put it in an envelope with bubble wrap. Right. Um, so that's one thing our our uh, Nebo thing does. Any mm-hmm. book you buy on Nebo uh, gets fulfilled by a local branch like ours. So people in the neighborhood just – lots of people actually do. They buy mm-hmm. books from Nebo because Nebo is not just textbooks. Right. And then we package them up and we mail them. Right. And it only takes a day because you know, it goes down the street to the post office mm-hmm. and then gets redistributed. You know, uh, a similar story to this was 
I don't know if it happened this week or if it happened last week, but just like the CEO saying that they're committed to the Nook line, uh, Nook or Barnes and Noble recently launched a new video app for iOS and Android. Mm-hmm. So it's weird that they uh, did that first before making this public statement about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know uh, Amazon. I've heard of them. You know the the counterpart to Barnes and Noble, the the Barnes and Noble killer. You know them. No, I believe firmly that. It was you Barnes know, and Noble's no, own fault. Yeah, they kind of okay. slit their own throat and wrist. Yeah, with that one corner. It had to have been used for something. Right. That's why I they mean, had to take it off. If they made 10 billion devices, they got to have 10 billion corners missing. And they got to have them stacked somewhere. Huh. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you can't find where you put your corners? No, I, I don't even have a retort or a comment or a snide. Bullet Tell me about there. Amazon. Amazon is playing with wireless again. Uh, what are they calling this? So apparently they, uh, have partnered with whatever is a globe star or global star. And I've never heard of this company. I don't know why they exist, but apparently they wanted to do tests with satellite communication and roll out some 3G, 4G esque, you know, connectivity for their devices in the future. Didn't work out because it's a rumor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was also a technical term that I read somewhere. Um, it had something to do with the word low-powered ground communications or something. I don't know. What do you think about Amazon rolling out their own data network? Um, I think that would be a good way to deliver books anywhere you are in the world. Because, you know, satellite internet sucks. Yeah, I do. But if you bought, you know, a little Kindle book, how big is it? Uh, it's probably less than a meg, so not high. Kilobytes. Yeah, less than a meg. Satellite seems up to tally. Yeah, well, don't tell your internet that. Okay, dude, a tenth of a kilobit upload speed is technically worse than what you get if you had, you know, dish satellite stuff. Yeah. You know, I, I don't really know if it matters. Uh, if it, if it's satellite, great, but it's not going to... How is a, a tablet... I, it's satellite. You point it up to the sky and you satellite it. I don't feel like that's you going to work. satellite it. So is it going to be basically GPS that carries data? But no, that doesn't work that way. I know. GPS doesn't spew up. Exactly. That's my, my, that's the problem. So how does that work? You're doing tests. Well, so, yeah, I don't understand. How does it work? It doesn't. So I don't understand. How does it work? Uh, well, they're doing tests. Don't worry about it. I, I want to know um, because it matters, but not really. Yeah. So on Monday, Amazon storefront, uh, not AWS, had a massive downtime. Not hours, just 45 minutes. Just so. 45 minutes. Yeah. So, but they already started putting estimates together, and they believe that they lost nine million due to this front page. Because the word nine is totally not written there. I said five. I heard nine. I said five million. You can play it back. I can't actually play it back now. Play it back. But five the, million. But the audience will hear nine the first time, and neither of the second times. I'll personally go to everyone who listens to this song and slap them. Because it's a song. song. <laughs> I totally meant <laughs> podcast. Oh, okay. I had. I didn't have my Friday pizza. Not yet. You will. Wait. Yeah, you're right. More of a Sunday thing. I didn't think about that. So, do you think five million is really true and really honest here? Okay. So, I couldn't buy something on Amazon that second. I'm totally going to go find it on eBay or somewhere else first. No, but see, you have to understand that you're an educated and wise consumer. You have an attention span that is longer than that of a gnat. So, you have the ability to think and store information personally. Whereas most people, specifically the grandmother... Oh, look, pots and pans on QVC. Should I go buy them or should I get them on Amazon? Oh, QVC. Because it's there on TV in front of her. 
Do you know what I do now? No. Whenever I see something on Amazon, I always add it to my cart. Oh, yeah, I know. And then I always hit save for later. Yep, and then you think about it and for days. No, I stop thinking about it, and then I'm like, what is this crap in my save for later? And I hit X, 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 and I don't even look at what I'm closing. And then look at that. I only buy one thing from Amazon every month now instead of every day. <laughs> you know, I, I buy quite frequently. I bought this. Oh, wait, that's not here yet. You know, you're right. That's <laughs> not even supposed to be material. Right. Well, you know, I, I, um, I think the estimates are probably pretty close to being right because a lot of people aren't smart like us and aren't native internet users. If they can't get onto Amazon, oh, my internet's not working. I'll go outside or, you know, I'll go to eBay or whatever. I mean, I don't know where else you could go to buy anything on the internet, so. That's what I said, eBay. I don't even think they, I know they sell some new product. Yeah. I don't, I don't know where else you could buy, like, if you needed a. Well, there's a lot of things I look at on Fleet Farm site. Yeah, so today but, I was but you for... can't, most people don't order from Fleet Farm. They would just go to Fleet Farm, right? Well, 36 is kind of, you know, yeah, just... missing. Yeah. And it's not there. Yeah. Yeah. But so I was looking for gun parts. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted a new tube for my magazine on my shotgun. And Amazon will sell accessories for guns, which right. I've bought. But they don't sell any parts for them mm-hmm. because they feel like derp. Well, they should be rightfully uh, derpified. Well, as long as you don't sell any receivers, they don't have to have any FFL things. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't sell firearms if I were Amazon. Or components. Okay, so ammunition doesn't even have to have a little hazmat sticker on it. You can just mail that. I can just mail you some shells. Why don't they sell ammo, then? Uh, because that's a component of a gun. Not really. Except that it uh, goes inside and is used by it. It's like buying ink for a printer. Yes, however, traditionally, printers are not weapons of mass destruction or personal harm. Person, how do you figure that? Well, they're not. Yeah. Well, uh, you know the uh, Ubuntu Edge. Yes. Yes. I've heard it that. It, uh, didn't work out. How? How? How badly? How badly? Well, I would say pretty bad. Less than half. That's better than I thought I was going to get. So I, I, I believe they got to like a twelve point eight billion or million 13, not billion. Thir- so about 13 million you know you when you're rounding i was being generous rounding to one significant decimal place fine 13 million they got to 13 million out of 32 now that's pretty big that's a pretty fail. pretty bad yeah. yeah so do you know if they said anything any uh counterpoint statements nope, to nope, this nothing they are silent. silent they're not saying if they're going to make whoever made them or if they're going to hand the money back or what they're going to do do you know why i i don't know i don't either I suspect that Shuttleworth is so sad now. I think he should give himself a pat on the back that he conned so many people. And so many companies. So do you know, I don't know if uh, Indiegogo works the same way, but do you know if they take the money at pledge time? Because Kickstarter only takes it afterwards. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and this is the last story of Lightning, and so it is our biggest story. LG, the premier phone makers, like, uh, you know, they make all the cool ones, like the Samsung... Yes, LG makes the Samsung. That is correct. Yeah, I've said something like that before. The uh, LG Optimus Elite. Yeah, there you go. For your phones like that. Yes, Samsung model. Yeah. Um, but no, they're making a new Firefox phone. And so I know how we, we couldn't get any cool carriers to make any, but now, because LG is totally a carrier... Um, no, LG, the premier phone manufacturer, will, in first quarter of 2014, release a Firefox OS phone. And no specs are known yet, but it's cool. I'm looking forward to it. You know, LG makes good phones now. We know that. Very uh, good phones. You know, I just, uh, it's a shame that the OS is so limited right now. Everything starts off limited. Uh, it's true. But, uh, 
it's it's just like uh, when Windows Phone came into the market after iOS and Android had already reached maturity. It's very similar to how BlackBerry OS is uh, not winning with the OS X. No, that's their fault because they are shipping their old OS still. That is, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why they're not getting market penetration because like, you know with desktops people can upgrade phones. Right. You don't really upgrade, no. but that's why you continue shipping your old crap. That's you're that works shipping better. Seven. Yeah. And there's expect they're like well, it's because there wasn't an eight or a nine, so that's why. Yeah, yeah. Skip right to ten makes better. No. Yeah. Hmm. Um. But uh. So uh. Do you have a sponsor? Uh. You know, I don't have a sponsor. No I sponsor. wish I did. No sponsor. Yeah. We should really get some sponsors. You know, for these next nine episodes. Wait, ten. I mean, we're on contract for. No, we're not on yeah. anyone's contract. I want one though. You know. Oh crap. What well, have you done? I, I finally clicked the bell by accident. What bell? The bell. And I got ten things to look at. Oh. Yeah, so we might as well go to main topics then. Why don't we go to main topics? Now, what do you, what do you know about these main topics? Well, I know we have uh, little sad news. Uh, or joyous news if uh, you're the world. <laughs> I think I know which one it is then. Yeah, so what do we know about the Microsoft these days? Um, well, uh... The guy who ran Microsoft into the ground, also known as Steve Ballmer, is uh, retiring. Hmm. You know, what do we know about this retirement? Like, I, we, he, he says that he's going to retire within the next 12 months. I mean, that, is that something people do, or is that something people so, are told to do? So, yeah, so that that's the question here. So, Steve Ballmer, as you might have heard, um, famously touted Vista as the best operating system ever, famously... Uh, Denied the iPhone as being relevant in any way um, when it launched for changing the phone market. Um, famously uh, said developers, developers, developers while sweaty on stage in 2000. I so mean, There's only one thing that, that that's bad. This one? The, the, no, the Vista one. Oh. I mean, iPhone really didn't change um, anything. Really? Okay. Being sweaty, I do it too. Because otherwise you'd still have a phone with some stupid BlackBerry keys on it. That, that 8Q10 thing looks pretty made up. Okay. It's got some nice keys on it, too. Yeah, I know it does. That's funny. Uh, so, Ballmer's retiring, but we don't know why. Um, if it was his own personal decision, that's odd, because I feel like he wouldn't want to leave. Now, more likely, it's the board's decision, but we don't know. Um, now, and do we know anything about his severance package? Like, does he need to get a keep Skype? Does he get a... <laughs> Is the board going to try to sell it back, or... You know, I don't, I don't know. know, and it would make a big, uh, big difference if he got to keep Skype with him. Now we don't know anything about a severance. Now we do know why it says twelve months. It says twelve months, or until they find a replacement CEO. So if they get one next month, great, he's gone. If they get one eleven months from now, great, he's been here for too long. Okay, that clarifies things for me. Um, but we don't know who's going to be replacing him. So Sanofsky left. How sad. He, yeah, he retired. Um, there's not too many other well-known Apple employees. Um, we know definitely that Bill isn't coming back because he's busy helping Africa. Kind of busy. Can't, don't have time for the Microsoft anymore. He's helping the whole world, you know. Where? Everywhere. You know, I think he'd help the whole world legitimately by fixing Microsoft. Um, yeah, I, I would like to see Microsoft win again. I know, and I, I, I commented on this, and the, the person who becomes the next Microsoft CEO, assuming they don't pull a Yahoo and change CEOs every other month. Okay, if they get some weird chick, I'm quitting. Well, what I meant by pulling a Yahoo is changing CEOs every few weeks. 
months, years. Oh, finding out that the CEO... What college education? Yeah. I mean, that was the best. Like, they're going to find some guy who graduated some high school that... And that's it. ...was in, like, North Korea. Wow, that's impressive. Ooh, yeah. No, that, that, I thought that was Kool-Aid. Well, anyway, um... Yeah. Yeah. Don't drink it. Uh, so, what do you think about Balmer leaving? Do you think, uh, what? I kind of like him. Of course he, you do, He's, he's funny. He's, I like him. Yeah, but as the company's leader, he's not really great, is he? I know his name. There's a lot of CEOs I don't know their names. Like who? Who who owns Motorola? No one. Google does. See? Trick question. Not really. Larry Page and uh, Sergey Brin own right. Motorola. Oracle. Got who owns Oracle? We just uh, talked about him Ellison. last week. Larry Ellison. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. who's next? Right. Who's next? Who's next? We're going to talk about IBM. Who owns IBM? No one. CEO. CEO of IBM. And what's the answer? Wikipedia. <laughs> You can't. Anyway, ask me I mean, there's a lot of them. But, but see, uh, but IBM. But I know Balmer. Who, nobody. Okay, you but, can't go down the street and ask somebody. Uh, and everyone knows who Balmer is. Everyone knows who these. I understand, are but uh, are. in the market that I serve, IBM is not a consumer marketer. They don't market their products to consumers periodically. Okay, so uh, who's the CEO of AT and T? Verizon, Sprint. Uh, well, Bridge I, Mobile. I, I know, I know uh, Dan Hesse from Sprint. You got one name. Yeah, that's it. Um. Yeah. 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 But either way, I mean, uh, they're not just really that I know his name. Okay, fine. You know his name, but that's, I mean, that's he's got a face. He's but, got a reputation. Yeah, okay. He's awesome. Now, do you think anybody else would know? Of course, a CEO's name. Go ask your mom or anyone. Everyone knows who Steve Ballmer is. Well, they do now after I told them, but that doesn't count. <laughs> it sounds like you're skewing the uh, numbers. Numbers <laughs> a little bit. Uh, so, do you think he was kicked out? You know. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of think that. So why do you think he was kicked out? What n- happened now or Because they didn't realize a year ago that he was flushing it down. So I, I wonder what happened. So recently, uh, Microsoft went through a major restructuring. Um, well, there's an Xbox division, or entertainment, which is really just Xbox. There's a Windows division, and then there's some cloud division thing. I think the board might have not have been happy with that RT scandal. I, that probably had something to do I with it. I would call it a scandal now. It, it might as well be, but do you think... It's, do, do you think that was initiated because at the time, uh, what's his name? Sanofsky was leading that. He was the leader behind RT at the time. I mean, he made the software and I assume that he had quite, quite a number of fingers in the hardware. He decided he wanted a touch keyboard. Right. So, do you think he was more likely to the one to misplace the orders or do you think it was also mishandled by the CEO? I think several people mishandled it and people whose positions I don't even know exist. Yeah, I agree. But you always blame the CEO when things break. That's true. I mean, that's just uh, what you, you know, do. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's business. So, who would we want to replace him? No, I'm not playing this game. Well, I don't know anyone else. But what kind of person would you prefer? Do Somebody you... who looks like Ballmer. Okay, well, let me rephrase. Do you want a business person to run Microsoft again? Because Ballmer's job originally was a business. I manager. don't want a marketing guy. Okay, I, I, you I don't want a marketing a, guy. I need a Gates guy. Like a, so you want a technical director or absolutely. or uh, an engineer. Somebody who knows how to make something run and not necessarily look good. I just need somebody who can make some things run and not break. I think you need both. I think you need somebody who can make things look great. And No, you, you can to... pay somebody to make things look great. There are, there are artistries, peoples everywhere. But you have to have a certain type of uh, aesthetic uh, inclination for that to work. It's much easier to find somebody to ask, does this look like crap? Then can this run well? Like I think I feel that's a lot much harder. Probably is. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, 
Yeah, so hope we'll be watching this in the next couple yeah, weeks. Yeah, of course, this is only the first week, and I, I woke up on whatever day this happened. When did this happen? This happened, so we left on town the 23rd. Thursday, and it was I thought it was Friday. It happened on the 23rd, which was... Would, would, which would have been when we should have done the show. Yeah, so Friday. Yeah, huh. like we were going to do the show, and it was going to be there, but then so somebody had So you're telling me that the celestial being made Balmer skip out of his job on the day I decided not to do the show. Huh. Just to postpone the show. Man, what a troll. You know, it happens. It's a lesser being. Yeah. yeah. So now we have to talk about the kings of free and open. Who? Google. What? You know those guys? Uh, the Larry free and open, the Sergei? get along, hold hands, smoke pot together, be hippies. Well, that's not them. That was Steve. But yeah, you're right. The Steve never chanted, free and open. No, no, he didn't, but he definitely smoked. Yeah, well... I don't know. Yeah. Um, I read the book. But what we do know is um, is a product called the Chrome Stick. Chromecast, actually. Chromecast. Chromecast. Uh, forgive me. Uh, and we do know that I brought up some – we brought up some interesting concerns right away because we saw, like, on Slashdot, when, as soon as the thing was placed, somebody looked in at the terms of service and said, you couldn't make an app for this without written permission from Google. And we were baffled by this because we could not find that quoted text on the page. And then we finally did. And then we clicked around enough – it wasn't like in illegal terms. It was actually literally, literally on the API pages. Yeah. So, so I mean, that was weird. And it was you, very odd. You, you thought that it was just because, um, oh, they're you know, just it's, in beta. it's pre-beta or beta, mm-hmm. and you know, maybe they want to keep the platform small until they get their API sorted, which is reasonable, right? Yeah. Well, turns but out there's a, there's a, already a few apps on there that like you can push things like from your phone to your thing, and you could do that. And so that's, like, for YouTube, it, and you say it plays on the internet and does all that stuff, but there's also a way to do it completely over Wi-Fi. You can play local media. Well, to, earlier today, Google pushed an app for the Chrome Stick, Chromecast, um, that blocked it. Like, you can no longer play local content. You have to use their stuff. So, Aircast was an app. I don't remember the name of the developer because I'm getting old, but it was an app to, as it probably sounds like, send local content to your TV via the Chrome stick. So what it, I think what it did was it made a uh, little server instance to send it over. Like, you know, VLC does that. Right. And it was a pretty clever solution. It worked. Um, and there was also a Chrome version that made also a little server in Chrome that would also let you do the same thing, but from the computer. Um, Which makes it useful. Makes right. a $35 product worth buying for every TV in your house. Right. So uh, those apps were touted to be the solutions we were looking for, and it turns out Google didn't like them. Yeah, because they're free and open. Right. Free, so free and open. And so what? I heard you had something to say, too. Well, you know, I, I happen to have a box here. Would you like to open it? Oh, what is... Oh, where'd you put this? What if you had one right here? And look at that again. Hmm. You have a Chromecast here in the studio. Oh, so what October 17th uh, are you talking about? Sounds like Amazon's pretty pretty efficient. Yeah, so um, is it October? No. Uh, so it, apparently it shipped on Monday, and I got it on Monday, and I, I haven't really used it since Tuesday. That was before you knew about these cool apps, though. Right, so uh, yes. But now you can't use it at all. At all. all. Uh, no, I can use it actually. So I, I, I used it for an entire day and a half. I watched a bunch of YouTube videos and I tinkered with the features of it. So let me give you the rundown. It's a stick. It plugs into HDMI. It plugs into USB. Uh, that's about all there is to the hardware. Pretty cool, right? Now, for setup, it was actually really nice. You plug it into the TV. It asks you to name it. You name it via a Chrome extension or 
you name it via your Android device by downloading an app. Uh, when you name it, you also get to Bluetooth the Wi-Fi password of your network over to it. So you never have to ever type directly to the device, which is so nice. How would you? Exactly. But but just think about the same thing for the Apple TV. You had to use a stupid oh. little remote and do up, down, left, right Ew. to to get a you know a grid of letters. Like if you're playing like some NES game from the nineties. Right. Yeah. Or you know the Apple TV. Do you remember that setup? You had to go up and down yeah, on the virtual crap. keyboard on the screen. So this way you never had a virtual keyboard on the screen. You could just type like normal. But what was better is because Android already knows your Wi-Fi password on your phone. It just imported it via bluetooth to the chromecast you didn't even have to type it it just you know that sounds like a security concern it could be but is how why because you you say enable bluetooth and it just doesn't i mean how can it port your password shouldn't it be like hashed and done a bunch of other stuff it can't be hashed it needs to know how to send it to the network every time yeah being able to copy and paste the password from device to device no i can't as a user i cannot copy and paste it's internal so who knows how it did it now keep in mind also that on Android 4 and above, Chrome, uh, Android syncs your Wi-Fi passwords with all devices. So it's already plain text somewhere, probably. Yeah. But it's only sent over networks you've authenticated. So in theory, it's not secure. <laughs> Concerning. No, Free and open, too. Hey, you know. So I um, watched a bunch of YouTube, as I mentioned. Okay. I didn't. Strangely, I didn't try the Netflix, but do I care? Um, your so, smart TV can just natively do that. Right. And it also can natively do YouTube, turns out. But it sucks. Uh, the typing issue. So, on the phone, when you have the YouTube app, it's great because you can search for any video you like. So, for instance, I wanted to listen to the Cowboy Bebop OST, the soundtrack, because, you know, we were watching Cowboy Bebop the other week, Mm -hmm. and I wanted to listen to some nice music. Well, it's really easy. You just type in whatever video you want. You let it start to load. You don't let it load all the way. And then the top corner, there will be a little square with a little uh, radial Wi-Fi-like icon. You click it, and it will let you select which device on the network you would like to send it to, and you pick the Chromecast, and there it goes. It goes. It's pretty simple. Um, pausing and fast-forwarding is pretty easy. You can use the little YouTube scrubber to go up and down the video's length, and it works. Um, pausing, it's a little weird, so it's not instantaneous, so if you pause... It'll take like a second or so to get over there and to actually pause the video. So it's not mirroring in any way. It's it's independent. It had to send a command and figure it out. So that's that's okay. Now, um, one of the problems I had with YouTube in particular, you know, you know, in the old days, you had your iPad and you told me one time, and then you showed me thereafter how there was no way to play a certain video because it was blocked from mobile or something. Mm-hmm. Well, turns out all of Ghost in the Shell is blocked on mobile. Except the first 14 episodes. So the second Weird. second half of the season, the next uh, 13, are blocked for mobile. So I couldn't watch Ghost in the Shell. I couldn't watch a bunch of videos because they're blocked for mobile. And there is no reason that these things should be blocked from the Chromecast because it is not a mobile device. No, your TV's not mobile. No, now that no, I think about no it. it's not. It's a computer. So I don't really know what they're going for there. Um, some videos in general, and particularly old videos, are not compatible with the Chromecast for some reason. I suspect that it has nothing to do with old legacy file types on the server somewhere. You probably back in the days when they were streaming with Flash, you know, in the back end. Mm. Um, now, my big problem with it is it's basically useless for media you have on your phone. So what does the Nexus 4 do really well? It takes pictures pretty darn well. I have a really cute dog, and I like to show it off. And I wanted to put some pictures on the TV. Guess what I couldn't do? 
Couldn't put pictures on the TV. Do you know why? Because there's no Chromecast button for pictures from local media. It has to be some cloud-based service. So, you know, Ian Buck, right? Mm-hmm. I talking to Ian Buck about this, and he said, well, it should be on Google Plus already. You should just uh, Chrome tab it over. Well, Chrome tabbing is another feature that this has. So if you have a laptop or a desktop and you run Chrome on it, which you should, you click the little Chrome tab button, and it will Chromecast over to a device. Uh, you know, whatever Chromecast you want, attached to whatever TV you want. That's great. It works. works really well. Uh, you can watch video. It'll import the audio just fine. It might be a little off sync, but not noticeably um, after you let it buffer in long enough. Um, it works. works really well. Uh, in addition to that, you can also mirror the entire screen. So if you were doing a presentation about a demo on your computer, you know, for some code or for some whatever you want, um, you could also let uh, the person see your dock and your uh, menu bar and your, you know, your entire operating system. So it's really nice. It works great. Um, but that's not a native experience to send content. What if I wanted to send some pictures? I should be able to simply open the little Chrome tab button and say, send picture to Chromecast. And then it would let me see, see the picture or let me see the folder in a slideshow all wirelessly. That'd be great. But it should be able to do that on the phone most importantly because that's where the pictures already are. What if you came over to my house and you wanted me to show, you wanted to show me a picture of your camping trip? I should just, if I'm on your network and, and using you, Chrome. And, and the Chromecast is compatible with 2.2 and above, so what's oh, going on? Oh, my phone. I don't, I don't use my phone for anything. But the point is, you take pictures with it. Absolutely. You should be able to send those pictures wirelessly to the Chromecast. Let me beam it over. You can't, and it's absurd. And so the device is basically a glorified YouTube watcher, but it's not even great at doing that because of this mobile problem. So... Right now, I really don't know what the point of the Chromecast is. And as we mentioned earlier, with the new restrictions on, you know, playing local content in the cheating way, I don't know what the point of the Chromecast really is. There's really not a point. I feel like there's going to, it's not going to be too much longer until somebody cheats hard enough to make it worthwhile. Well, I suspect that Google is going to do it themselves, honestly. Yeah, there will be a uh, um, there will be another firmware update that updates the Chromecast to do this natively, and there will be it could be if it, it would be strange if it was a feature as big as iOS um, Android five, but I wouldn't be surprised if most apps had proprietary you know all the Google apps had integration directly in them instead of from a you know a service that runs alongside of all apps. You know it, it's weird. So what if I wanted to show you a tweet on the TV? How could I do that? In Android, there's a built-in method for sharing content. It's the share panel. You click the little share button, and it brings up a bunch of things you can share to. What's the difference between sending text and something to another app or to the app that handles content for the uh, for the Chromecast? So there isn't one. There is no difference. Yeah, we gotta wait for uh, lunch with Sundar Pichai. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, what are you doing on uh, October thirtieth? Sounds like one of those shooting days. Hmm. It might. I suspect there will be something going on later this fall. Nope. It's, that's uh, Wednesday. I'm open. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. October weekends. I'm uh, scheduled through and through. Hmm. Well, we'll we'll have to work that out. That's uh, Saturdays only. Okay. Like, uh, we, we go to the other. Don't spot. worry. About it. I, I it's only an hour. Yeah. Just drive there, shoot some stuff, come back. Mm-hmm. So did did I show you the Chromecast? Yes. I think I showed you a little bit of it. You'll have to play with it a little bit more. We'll have to, you know, watch some nothing. There's Code nothing DS. on you. There's nothing on YouTube that you can see. Hmm. Um, so one of the problems I had. So you know, the I mentioned the full screen mirroring, right? Mm-hmm. Which is great. But on the MacBook Air, you know what happens? What fans up and down, 
it it takes a lot out of your system. So I was on battery and it it went from a hundred to seventy in like eight minutes. So it's a little bit power hungry, but it's MacBook Air, so do I care? No. Um, but that's my Chromecast impression. Is a good good impression? Is it? I don't know. It's kind of a you fake. Hate it. Pro- no, I don't hate it. It's just glorified a- hate. No, it's a glorified, glorified hate. <sighs> Maybe, uh, but I don't think so. It's a glorified YouTube watcher. And until it becomes a little bit better, it's not worth spending $35. You could go get some pizza for that. Pizza. Oop, clicked it. <laughs> Sorry. So, um, yeah, that's it. That's all, that's all I have. Well, where can we find you on the internet? Well, you know, you can find me on the internet, especially everywhere, but only on Twitter. <laughs> that doesn't sound right, does it? No, it does not. Hey, let me try that again. You can find me just about everywhere, but especially on the Twitter, Rhinomar, and on the Google+. Plus. Um, you can see a lot of dog pictures and pictures of Fort Snelling and pictures of the Mississippi River and other such things. Um, you know, my dad has a DSLR camera, and uh, we went to see the sunset over the White Bear Lake. Oh, nice. And um, it was really great. The clouds were projecting sun- sunbeams over us, and so we took a lot of great pictures of that. Nice, so nice. you can find those and other such great things on the Google+, Plus, along with a lot of the links that I talk about here on the show and say the exact same things, also on Google+. Plus. Mm. Um, don't read my blog, because there's nothing there. I know I posted one thing last week or two weeks ago, but there was a fluke. Don't worry. Where can we find you on the internet? You can find me at MatthewPetrell.com. You can also pop me an email at YourDreamGuys at MatthewPetrell.com. When are you going to get an email from them? There. I don't know. I hope to get an email from some cute girl that isn't bubbly, talkative, stupid, and, uh... Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, that's about it. So, uh, what are you doing next week? Or later this week, rather? Uh, work, 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 and shoot some arrows, work, 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 shoot some more arrows. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's any big, uh, big show things, um... You know, like any special yeah. events or anything good. But midweek, feel free to listen to 8-Bit. I heard there was an 8-Bit. You know, there was an 8-Bit. Uh, 8-Bit Season 2 has restarted or started first for the first time. 8-Bit Reboot! Well, that's not really a reboot. That would be like... They're back from the dead. Yeah, they're back from the dead. Uh, it was a great show. Listen to that. Uh, I believe that was episode 42 of 8-Bit. Uh, there was a Paul Horn in their show notes. Um, did you know Ian Decker still doesn't know who Paul Horn is? That's fine. Is it? Is it really? Kind of an inside joke now, isn't it? Well, that was an ancient inside joke. That was back when we used VLC for everything. Yeah, well, you know, that's how it is. Yeah, well, um... We'll see you next week. Have a good one. I saw what you posted on Google Plus, and I have deep concerns about eating a gnarly mess and calling it a burger. A what? Gnarly mess. You didn't comment. Of course I didn't comment. Why not? It's public. So? My ranting's private. Kind of ironic to <laughs> rant on a podcast then, isn't it? Okay. The people... I Okay, so you got some crack addicts that read you Google Plus. Only cool people listen to the show. Well, you're, you're reasonable about that. So, you know, burger buns are designed to be flat and have sesame seeds in it, or be plain if you're uh, vegan. Um, I don't think you'd have to worry about that if you're vegan eating on a burger bun. But either way, you didn't show me the meat. That is the most important part of the burger. There was meat in it. It was underneath a gnarly mess. It's just underneath a bun. Okay, why couldn't it just be a normal bun? It had to be something. That was was part of the specialty. Break out underneath the toaster or something? It was a pretzel bun. Okay. Now, when you you're put gonna pretzels say that pretzels bur- aren't real, no, they're not for buns. Yeah, they're for eating. Yeah,